the year is 2021. The world is fucked. A spectre of death looms over the games. But that won't stop the world's most successful Olympic nations descending on Tokyo. The People's Republic of China. The divided states of America. The country formerly known as Russia. But this show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The battlers looking to wrap their fists around a medal and become a national holiday. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. Hello and welcome back to Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. Brought to you by our sponsor, Ford. Driving owner of Spectre Drone Services, <laughs> Stephen Wallace. Thank you for joining us. I'm joined, as always, by Gus, which means by <laughs> the process of elimination that my name is Rig. How are you, mate? I was following that by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm still disappointed that the sponsor of this show is not just Stephen Wallace. Uh, I, I mean, lo- it basically is. <laughs> I love that his company is the driving force, the Ford-powered drone service (laughs) that is at the absolute engine room that produces this podcast. But at the same time, originally I was hoping it would just be his name and his mug plastered (laughs) all over our tracksuits like a personal sponsor. And if you want to get a patch of your face... Put on to our tracksuits and get massive shout-outs. Make sure to hit us up through our sponsorship portal, a.k.a. the best website ever created, which is gusandrig.biz. <laughs> because .biz is where business goes to live Absolutely. or die. <laughs> Depends on your perspective. And biz, just for people who don't know, is B-I-Z. <laughs> Everyone knows that it's B-I-Z. Okay. <laughs> it's the internet. But yes, and just to be clear, when we say a patch of your face, we don't mean like a small pixel of your face. We're talking about an old school cloth badge of your <laughs> noggin. And we also, by patch of skin, we don't mean send us a patch <laughs> of your organic matter. How Do not <laughs> mail that to us. This is becoming super Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> it's just you and I wearing a tracksuit made of people's skin. Oh, I'm going to be like Dwight in the office with the fucking mannequin. (laughs) But if you do want to find the person whose skin you are wearing, Spectre Drone Services. (laughs) Because nothing screams surveillance like an overhead drone. Absolutely. Now, speaking of things that will haunt you forever, (laughs) I... (laughs) Well, no. Speaking of casting a bird's eye view over everything much like a drone from spectre drone services we are taking a look at the new sports that will be debuting in tokyo yeah we are indeed and as with every olympics there is a raft there is sport <laughs> there is sport wall to wall but unlike every olympics this one, no one seems to give a single fuck about the sport. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. The new sports that have come in for Tokyo, it's always a host nation wonderland where they get to basically pick the sports that are coming in. Is, is that actually how it goes? Pretty much. Does anyone vote or do they pull it out of a hat on <laughs> scraps of paper like a game of salad bowl? <laughs> I assume it's like the Brisbane Olympics bid. <laughs> it's just One scrap of paper in the hat. <laughs> Who could it be? Well, that's could the- you imagine that? <laughs> Having the bingo wheel? <laughs> it's one 
<laughs> it's one ball rattling inside. On one ball is just written Tony Hawk skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the new sports at this year's uh, Tokyo 2020 plus one Olympics are skateboarding, surfing, karate, baseball slash softball, which is back, three on three basketball, and finally, my personal favourite, BMX freestyle. Yes. Now, let me walk you through some of the lesser known of these. Three-on-three basketball is the gateway crime to us just introducing beer pong. (laughs) (laughs) At the Olympics, why would you take a sport that is respected and internationally recognised and play the shit version of it in reduced numbers because this screams that the US were like, oh, man, you know what we need? More gold. Yeah. Heaps more gold. I also believe that three-on-three basketball is obviously... I I actually reckon it's got a higher participation rate than actual basketball. As someone who doesn't play basketball, this is all fucking news to me because three-on-three basketball does seem very much like solitaire in in the ranks of sports that I respect. Totally. And if they were to, you know, when you've got athletics, you're doing it in a giant stadium. Uh, you know, the, the stadium usually reflects the, the prestige that surrounds the sports that it covers. Sure. Which is why, you know, you've got a giant track for all the sprinting races and hurdles. And then you have just a large patch of grass for hammer throw. <laughs> but if the prestige were to line up with the venue... It would just be played on a simple bitumen half court <laughs> next to the Olympic Village. You'll be 10 steps away from your fucking bed. <laughs> it's just an alleyway leading into the opening ceremony. <laughs> There's like broken glass and cigarette butts. <laughs> it's some 60-year-old bloke who's just throwing down <laughs> against the young bloods. Old longies of Asahi. <laughs> littered around. That is exactly where the gold medal in Tokyo is going to be won. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be won in a car park. So if you're wondering at three, three on three basketball, where you can tune in to see that live, that's fine. We'll be bringing that to you live commentated from a car park near you. <laughs> <laughs> we recreate all of the action. But I'll tell you what, three, you're exactly right. They've obviously, they've taken an actual sport and gone this but smaller, <laughs> which is just like... That's like taking boxing and be like, cool, we're going to do back alley bust up and it's just bare knuckle boxing. It just <laughs> two shirtless competitors, zero gloves, all the glory, none of the teeth. <laughs> Toothless boxing is basically just called boxing in most parts of the world. <laughs> However, it does uh, lead a very, very good point into the discussion, which is that of chess boxing. If you're going to play three-on-three basketball, Chess boxing has to be the next sport in to the Paris Olympics, which for people that haven't heard of chess boxing, you're very, very au fait with it because I've brought it to you before. I I was about to... I, in con- <laughs> Contrary to what you just said, I want you to explain it to me because I don't remember any of this. <laughs> okay. Chess boxing is the sport you never knew that you loved. It is a chess board set up outside a boxing ring and then a standard boxing ring. And what happens... Is it a standard chessboard? Is or is it one of the outdoor Central Park <laughs> giant, giant ones? It's giant chess and tiny boxing. <laughs> <laughs> it's two 
uh, glove-laden men who are playing that rock'em sock'em shit from the 70s. No, it's a normal chessboard and then a normal boxing ring. So what happens is it's two minutes of actual chess, but in boxing gloves, then they get in the ring and they play two minutes of boxing. And that keeps going until someone has checkmate or is knocked out. Wow. The Russians are fucking great at it. Of course. They probably (laughs) invented it. But you know what? I think we are... This is all coming together, right? So we'll bring chess boxing to... What's the next one? Uh, Paris. To Paris. Paris. What's that? What's next? LA? Yeah, Paris Paris 24, LA LA 28. Uh, No, then 32, my friend. No, it's Paris. Brisbane 32. Wasn't that, you said Barcelona. Yeah, but winter games. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We're not bringing ice boxing because that's already happening in every street in Perth (laughs) (laughs) 24-7. So Paris. Yep, then LA. Then LA. Then then Brisbane. Brisbane. Which is great. So Paris, chess boxing. Love that. LA, Rochambeau. (laughs) Brisbane. Brisbane, King Hits. King Hitting. That was inspired by a good friend of the show, Brandon Vanderwall, literally messaged me no more than an hour ago. And he was just like, King Hitting will definitely be in the Brisbane 2032 (laughs) Olympics. Those are the shortest odds. You cannot make money off $1 and one cent odds. 100%. Some bloke from Gimpy (laughs) is going to fucking take out the gold, no doubt about it. That's it. And if you thought that three-on-three basketball was played in a dead-set prison, you wait until you see the gold medal for donkey punches that's being (laughs) won at the Mount Isa local. (laughs) 1.30 a.m. just after last drinks. Oh, geez. Fueled up on black rats. (laughs) (laughs) Off tap. (laughs) Oh, my God. The other one is BMX Freestyle, which after uh, doing absolutely no research, I've decided is the incredible event that you also (laughs) need in your life, which is how fast can you drag a bike down a pool? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was... How quick you can linguistically deliver some burns against your competitor <laughs> while riding a bike. <laughs> the whole thing becomes like a combination between uh, a strange throwdown as a 12-year-old and 8 Mile. Yeah, it's 8 Mile and X Games. <laughs> it's the combination we always wanted. So this is emerging that what we really need, the, the future of sport is a combination of mind and body, yeah. a la chess boxing or BMX freestyle. I dead set reckon we should come up with some new sports because that's how fucking weird some of these ones are. Oh, it's it's insane. But also the, the skateboarding one is impossible to follow the rules of, so uh, we'll be trying to decipher that over the next 19 days. Again, like skateboarding, is a hobby. <laughs> Here we go. I was wondering how far into the cast we would become the oldest men in the world. No, I just, I'm not saying skateboarding's a hobby like get off my lawn. I just mean like <laughs> that's what it sounds get like. out of my <laughs> three-on-three drug-infested <laughs> basketball court with your goddamn skateboards, you punk kids. So you're saying that skateboard doesn't have an edgy enough culture for you? Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> He's amazing. So yeah, skateboarding's there uh, and surfing. So surfing, surfing is was a, it, a re- wasn't I it? I feel I like it was, it there was in but Rio. I don't know that it, that it has actually been at Olympics. Yeah, right. Um, well, <laughs> I mean, it's in the list of new sports, and Rio was the last Olympics. So either 
I did no research, <laughs> very yeah. possible. Or, yeah. or it's actually never been a sport. It's just the WSL's been around. And if there's any, if there's anything that Japan is known for, it's a great swell and <laughs> sick waves. Absolutely. Is, what the fuck happens there? Does a machine just generate them? Well, should or, we move on? Should we move? Uh, or an seamless- underground earthquake? Too soon. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Shall we move on to the greatest news segment the Olympics has never seen, Apocalympics Now, so I can bring to you exactly how the swell's going to be created. Play the sting. Apocalympics Now. God, I love that sting. <laughs> It's pure, pure fire. And we're super green with it. We recycled half of it from our <laughs> Rio podcast. But how uh, th- this is the segment wherein we obviously have a look at the fucking dumpster fire that this Olympics is and will always be, even after it's long, long over. What have you got for us? Mate, what Japan didn't need to add to the already comical levels of disaster that are impending and bearing down on it is a physical typhoon bearing down on it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Which is happening. So Typhoon Infa is currently off the coast of Japan and is coming towards Tokyo like the actual environmental clusterfuck that it is. No way. Do you remember yesterday when I told you that uh, the Tokyo Organising Committee said that the Tokyo Bay, where the triathlon is being held, would be within a greedy coli limits... Probably, provided there's not heavy rain. I do remember something like that, yes. Okay, good. Uh, Because they are expecting 500 plus millimetres of rainfall a day. Fuck. (laughs) Which is, to say that is heavy rain is kind of like saying uh, that... Uh, shooting a half-court three after the buzzer was no biggie. (laughs) Because this is going to mean that the toilet that is Tokyo Bay becomes disproportionately fucked very, very quickly. My big thing about millimetres of rain, uh, is it millimetres or milliliters? Millimetres? Millimetres, yeah, because it's measured. They they, they measure it at at a certain place but it, and it fills a container is that how they measure it that's it it's it's literally the millimeters up a rain gauge when i was a kid i used to hear like 500 mils i'm just like i'd uh, and i thought it was mils and i'm like looking at my coke bottle and being like that's not that much <laughs> that's, not, that's not that much rain. how do you even measure that you just get a coke <laughs> bottle out at your fucking house so yes it is <laughs> in the same way i was not the brightest <laughs> i was not the brightest tool in the shed in the same way that you cannot uh, see sounds <laughs> or hear colours. Speak for yourself. <laughs> the concept. I speak for me. yourself, my Tuesday with ketamine. <laughs> I'll be Off referring. Shops. Lockdown is the best. <laughs> I'll be referring to your height as length from now on as we take math as you knew it and throw it in the fucking bin. <laughs> but the other thing that this typhoon is creating, which no one saw coming, but is actually a small silver lining, is that the surfing conditions in Tokyo all of a sudden are fucking gangbusters. Prime. Kisses fingers <laughs> like a chef. <laughs> so everybody is freaking out as the storm of a lifetime bears down on the Olympics no one wanted, <laughs> except yeah. for 
the surfing boss, who I assume is video game style eight pixels <laughs> and standing <laughs> on the beach just swirling up a typhoon. Oh my god. So yeah, that's um that's gonna be a fun one to follow for the thirty percent of events that occur completely outdoors, <laughs> including things that are typically very, very poor in the wet, like three on three basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Just to pull a random sport out of the hat. I don't know, <laughs> like that. Or perhaps uh, BMX freestyle, which requires the competitors to be holding microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Re- really slippery to drop all of that truth on people as the 500 millimetres of rain fall sideways into your container. Oh, Christ oh. almighty. But I tell you what, uh, the surfing... I reckon it's going to be taken out by Gabriel Funky Cold Medina. <laughs> he's uh, he's world champ, Brazilian. Don't know how much that is, but Brazilian <laughs> surfer who uh, who's, yeah, I reckon he's going to be all about it. He's going to be kissing his fingers like a chef afterwards and getting promptly sick. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't open your mouths. Remember at Rio when yeah, they're advice swim and don't open your mouth. <laughs> the advice to the Rio sailors um, and, uh, uh, open and, and the open water swimmers from the organisers was: we know the water's polluted. There's nothing we can do about it. Don't open your mouths. Yeah, that went well for the ninety competitors that took that advice and sunk like stones. <laughs> <laughs> there is a common negotiation tactic which is basically a question that is thrown to someone who (laughs) is asking for something unreasonable. And the thing about it is you're meant to ask this question to bring to the fore just how unreasonable they are being about it. And this is the question. How do you expect me to do that? (laughs) Which I feel is like what the the Tokyo organisers are. Everyone's like, yo... E. coli's fucked. <laughs> Stinky Bay is ridiculous and we've got a fucking water hurricane <laughs> coming at us and they've sat back and gone, what do you want us to do about it? <laughs> because at the end of the day, it also is an indefensible position. What can they do? <laughs> it's, it's been proven very comprehensively that they can do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Even about the strong track record of doing nothing. (laughs) Been well inside their control for seven and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they extended the lead time, the runway for Brisbane again, because if Japan's incompetence is this bad, can you imagine the idiots (laughs) that are currently running on a treadmill trying to come up with an opening (laughs) ceremony for Brisbane that that doesn't just involve Kaysan on repeat? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How long's Kaysan go for? Four and a half minutes. Well, there we go. That's three and a half hours filled. Yeah, exactly right. Everyone shows up in state of origin jerseys. Uh, anyway, what do you got? So, mate, uh, one of the one of my favourite things to bring forward whenever we have an Olympic Games is doping. <laughs> it's, it is your favourite thing to bring forward. Because it's hilarious and... To add another layer, there's only one thing I love more than doping. It's doping in a sport where it doesn't, it, require, that it. doesn't require it at all. It's and need, then needless doping is great doping. And then another layer is doping when you're like, that is definitely not doping, <laughs> but it's they people still get banned. It's a, you mean that's definitely not performance enhancing, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So 
we've got Jamie Kermond, who has been doing the rounds lately because he is Australian. So he is a show jumper in equestrian. That's when the horse jumps in a show. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, he has tested positive for what do you think? Remember, this is horses. <laughs> it's, is it doping the horse? Is it, is it like st- horse steroids? No. Is, no, which is makes it, it even worse because it, it's him. Can I have a second run at it? Uh, is he on ketamine? Yes. <laughs> no. But he should have been. <laughs> he got done... For cocaine, for fuck's sake! What that? This uh, I'm sure you. I'm sure <laughs> you. Um, I'm sure you heard the story of Shikari Richardson heading into the games. Who was a U.S. sprinter? She's 19 yeah. years old. She got, got banned it. for weed. Yeah, which, and it, I'm like, which is legal in uh, in the states. In a from, bunch of yeah, in, yeah. A, and in a bunch of states, yeah. like just ridiculous. But here's the thing. This is the like I we thought Russian curlers doping was bad. Yeah, the Russians this is do cocaine, which is a recreational drug. It is not performance enhancing and it's definitely not performance enhancing when you're on a fucking thing that is doing all the work. <laughs> it's in fact... The horses are taking coke. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> you, you wait till that fucking lab result comes back from Farlap. Exactly. <laughs> this, this horse is absolutely <laughs> razzling. Yeah. It turns out Buttercup <laughs> did an absolute bag. It's, you look over, it's just a horse with a fucking large gold chain wearing fluoro cutoffs. It's doing a fucking mountain druid shuffle. <laughs> so it does bring up the point, which is as far as equestrian goes, is he that confident that he was just like, fuck, it's amazing. It's just great to be out of Australia where everything's locked down. Uh, I'm going to bring a bag with me. Or... Is he so confident that he's going to get knocked out early that he's just a fiend? Well, here's the other thing that the article makes extremely clear. He was no, quote, he was no chance of a medal. Oh, good. <laughs> Way That's to kick a man while he's down. <laughs> I, I think that was should... written by the Australian, yeah, by the way. I was about to say, that sounds like an Aussie journalist. Um, I think that there needs to be two different sets of rules. And that is, if you win a medal and you've doped, you get banned for life. And also you pay a fine of a million dollars. Okay. If you dope and you don't win a medal, you get to keep continuing to compete. And also they just allow you to keep your drugs. (laughs) (laughs) I'll also accept the uh, punishment from The Simpsons where you get marched through the town in your local village, wherever you're from, with your pants down. Yeah. And everyone comes out and laughs at you. That'll work. And you get your medal stripped. (laughs) You get your medal stripped. Um, Your cocaine will be handed back after the march. (laughs) I reckon that you just run the old school suggestion, which is that you have a clean games and a dirty games. And that's fine. You pick what sort of athlete you want to be. If you want to compete in the clean games, great. You've got to abide by WADA. If you want to compete in the dirty games, it's basically death rally. (laughs) It is prison rules. We should do that. If we ever got sponsorships and just called it the Dirty Games, you must dope <laughs> to be yeah. in this competition. So, so you get you get. I drug really want to see what humans are capable of. <laughs> you get drug tested regardless. In the Dirty Games, if you haven't doped, you're banned for life. Yeah. <laughs> in the Clean Games, if you have doped, you're banned for life. Yeah. So, so if you're going to be an athlete, you really need to be very steadfast on this. You cannot swivel from one to the next no. or you'll just end up being able to compete nowhere. Exactly. But can you imagine the different sponsors 
for oh. the two different Olympics. You, had, you had your blue ribbon sponsors absolutely. for the clean games. Samsung, Adidas, Nike, Toyota. Absolutely. And then the dirty games. Pornhub. <laughs> Heroin. Red Tube. <laughs> Heroin again. <laughs> I love heroin like it's a fucking company. It's a company. That's it. Yeah. Heroin. Have you tried it? <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard of it. Heroin. I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the, the actual best. And then the spin-off company because they went public and ousted one of their original owners, <laughs> so he started heroin again. <laughs> yeah, Amazon. You know, all the fucked <laughs> up Amazon <companies laughs> with no with no morals but no. too much money. <laughs> It's just Bezos jerking off at the opening ceremony, <laughs> injecting it straight into his veins. I reckon Bezos would get right around Dirty Games. I think Bezos is the... He's definitely the first person that we ring because we are that famous. And that connected. <laughs> we'll just ring up Jeff. If anyone... If anyone listening... <laughs> has it. any links. I know he's got his out of office on currently. <laughs> Because he's in fucking orbit. <laughs> All right, we're starting this right now. If you're listening to this and you have any connection to anyone at Amazon, please hit us up on Instagram at Gus and Rig. We will take that lead. We will create... A, we've already created a fake country. We are going to uh, create a fake... Games. A fake games. Mm. Uh, and we're going to make sure that our entire mission between now and the Paris Olympics is to get Jeff Bezos to commit to being a sponsor of the Dirty Games. Absolutely. At the very least, we're going to make him commit to uh, letting us ride in his spaceship. <laughs> but in regardless. His, in his cosmic cock. <laughs> his giant dick. I saw this incredible article <laughs> yesterday from The Shovel. It was just uh, saying Jeff Bezos manages to break the record for both biggest dick in space <laughs> <laughs> and... Biggest see you next Tuesday at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> uh, anyway. I love that. What are you doing? <laughs> so, as we've been discussing, doping, clean games, dirty games, that's the future. But right now, there is one country that is determined to make sure that they make even the clean games the dirty games. They're banned from every Olympics until the IOC lifts that and that is the Russian Olympic Committee. The Rock. The Rock marching triumphantly into Tokyo with absolutely nothing that suggests they're from Russia. I, fuck, if I, if I was in the Russian Olympic Committee and I was the ROC and got to pick my own song, I definitely would pick a number of songs, any of a number of songs by Jay-Z. <laughs> Anything that starts with, it's the Rock in the building. <laughs> <laughs> As if you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. I'm just uh, grabbing this article up. Yes. So, basically what's happened is that we're very, very familiar that the uh, the Rock's flag at this Olympics is just a white flag with a bear's with a head bear. on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that then leads us to the latest piece of news. Again, Tokyo cannot get a break because... The first event at the Tokyo Olympics to be held was the baseball. Yes. At the Olympic Stadium, the baseball stadium, there Initially was... Initially where baseball is which, held. Which is where ba- baseball is held. 
all of a sudden there was uh, preparations being made a few hours before uh, the first game was slated to start and one of the organisers looked out onto the diamond and what did they see but a giant fucking bear. What? <laughs> Sitting in the middle of the diamond. What? Like it owned the joint. <laughs> with Where somewhere, is this stadium? <laughs> somewhere Thug Life played. Had <laughs> <laughs> small sunglasses. <laughs> descended, Deal with it. Pixelated, descended from the ceiling. <laughs> so, this, so this bear is just, is just sitting there, no fucks given. Uh, clearly a, an undercover spy from The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's been released to see how many people it could grab, dope and eat <laughs> in the space of time it takes to play baseball. And uh, that's when the efforts began uh, to round the bear up and escort uh, the Russian sleeper agent out of the stadium. Escort. <laughs> like it's like they're just going to, it's going to be one of those famous photos where criminals are taken away. Like... <laughs> One guy grabbing his arm, the other guy grabbing his other arm as they walk around and there's like a famous black and white photo. <laughs> I was thinking more Not like... Not like a giant fucking whatever those caged <laughs> things are that you take your little dog to the vet in. I was thinking more like someone who got white girl wasted at a nightclub and is being walked unceremoniously to the <laughs> exit. Just if they really want him to go, they'll just give him a move on, give him a tiny car and the fez that he came <laughs> in wearing and send him on his way. Absolutely. Everyone knows what the ballet is. <laughs> Everyone can see that there is quite clearly a horse that is waiting at the exit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. And he's high on cocaine. <laughs> he's, he just has white powder all over his snout. <laughs> Sitting in the middle shuffling of the diamond. And shuffling in the dugout. <laughs> He's like, oh, look, I just saw my mate Jamie doing it. <laughs> Don't blame me. So effectively they start trying to round up the bear. In the time it takes them to go from the grandstand down onto the pitch, the bear has disappeared. Now, here's the thing. A baseball diamond and outfield is fenced. It's yeah. fucking fenced in. These guys lost a bear inside the baseball stadium and it's clearly gone in to one of the underground uh, tunnels that yeah, leads yeah, the players yeah. out uh, yeah. on, onto the playing surface. They lost the bear. Now, Rig, do you think that they cancelled the baseball until they found the bear? <laughs> <laughs> or do you think that they said, well, the bear's not here. Job well done. Oh my god. This <laughs> Just is Just fucking wipe the hands off. This is a Captain Phillips type situation. <laughs> is bear ball now. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. Uh so <laughs> you're totally, totally right. They just said, well, fuck it. That's uh that's a problem for tomorrow's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and some like <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a job for future Kenzo. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we write something in the handover notes about it? Nah, nah. <laughs> there's nothing that specifically asks whether a bear was doing coke <laughs> in the middle of the diamond while it's horse waited. I don't get paid overtime. <laughs> what am I, a bear guy? <laughs> get the fuck out. So, as of this moment, there is still a fucking bear... Somewhere inside the baseball stadium, roaming underground or in the tunnels or hiding in a toilet waiting to maul someone. (laughs) But it hasn't been found. 
They are playing baseball right now, Rig. The, wow. US, the US are playing Canada right now as we're recording while a wild cocaine fueled bear <laughs> roams the underground with his horse mate. It's high off his tits, just wandering throughout the stadium looking for scraps. Also, is that what happens when you live with a horse? Is your horse mate? <laughs> <laughs> Loves the bags. The two of them just fucking all hopped up on Ket looking for asses to rim. <laughs> <laughs> or, or delicacies that they can purchase with their non-opposable thumbs. <laughs> oh, I forgot my wallet. <laughs> but yeah, at some point in the 2020 plus one Olympics, the biggest story is still not going to be that a bear has pitched a full fucking perfect game and then eaten a team (laughs) (laughs) because COVID is the headline for the whole game. Yeah. But when you see a giant bear on the mound... (laughs) Practising his fastball. (laughs) Warming up. (laughs) Gee, he's got a wicked change up. (laughs) Look at the arm on that Russian. (laughs) An absolute cannon... (laughs) <laughs> Look behind, the catcher is a fucking horse. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock are bringing home baseball gold. <laughs> you heard it's it here first. He's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. okay, what do you got? So, have you heard this was brought to us by one of uh, the people who actually posted on our uh, on our Instagram when we when we put up our ridiculous uh, hype video that I stayed up until 3:30 making and still looks dead average uh, this was written by Josh Foley go on so he gave me the heads up on this one. It's do you know anything about the accommodations in the Olympic Village? <laughs> like in terms of the, the the fixtures, stuff like that? I know a little. Okay. So as we know, Rio was absolutely fucked. Like we remember like there were apartments and stuff that weren't even finished. Japan's not that bad, but they tried to do the right thing and they're like, "You know what? We are Japanese, we're innovative, we are eco-friendly. So what we're going to do is we are going to create every athlete's bed out of cardboard. yes. (laughs) Perfect. And I don't know whether it's the athletes being too precious or the Japanese being too cheap, but I'm just like, (laughs) that is pretty fucked up to have a a cardboard bed. And a lot of the rumours started flying around all through social media from the athletes that they were made out of cardboard to discourage sex. I don't think those are rumours. That was released by the Olympic Committee. Really? Yes. That They, they said that they did not want uh, people having sex because of COVID and as, as a result... Uh, all of the condoms, the 160,000 condoms that are provided are ornamental. <laughs> <laughs> ornamental, <laughs> like it's bunting, like Christmas. <laughs> Just the little wrappers floating in the wind. Okay, here are your bonbonnier from yeah, Tokyo. It's gonna, Take these home, ah, eat ah, them on the plane. It's going to replace the fairy lights and photographs in every female <laughs> athlete's room. Oh, my God. And yep. so... That's they, it, a ribbon of Jimmy's. Yeah. Hanging <laughs> from the ceiling. That's it. Oh, God, they make the place look good. Oh, it really brides up this one. Make it your own. <laughs> I, it's, you should see how many Pinterest boards I have about this. <laughs> 
Pinspo. Love it. So we, they have made these <laughs> out of cardboard. And they're just like, yeah, they're calling them the anti-sex beds, which sucks because, as we all know, after training for now five years, <laughs> yeah. you know... So many of these athletes have got a wicked thirst for the pipe <laughs> and they want to lay that pipe down and they can't because apparently this thing can only take a certain weight. <laughs> yeah. However, <laughs> Go on. these athletes are so fucking toey because why wouldn't you be? But they're just like, let's just test this out. And not with actual sex, but they're just like, let's just test it out. Uh, we are going to get other athletes in our team to stand on our beds and whatever. There's a, a video and a couple of shots on Twitter of the Matildas, the Australian women's soccer team, jumping on these cardboard beds. <laughs> yeah. They can take up to like 200 kilograms. Oh, my God. So it's just like people are banging for sure. And I love <laughs> this article was just like, considering that the average athlete is weighs 72 kilos, and I bet all the athletes watching this are going, that is so good. Thank you, Euronews. <laughs> Yeah, there's at 200 <laughs> kilos. Even like the even the field athletes will be able to fucking knock boots. Oh, I I don't know. I think you you're probably looking at it and going you you'd need to have a discussion with anyone that you were going to sleep with about the total weight. So if you're a 125 kg weightlifter, then uh, you have to be having discussions with 74 kg and under. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Which we the, the the best thing we know for this. If you're talking about numbers and weights, you if you're an athlete, you got to be trying to fuck the uh, the boxers, the judokas, <laughs> yes. the taiko. They're all in weight classes. <laughs> it's great, but not only that. But is <laughs> if there's one thing that is not going to deter the most physically gifted people on the planet. It's a cardboard bed. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> the Kama Sutra's been around for a long time and it turns out that these beds are surrounded by floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is... You've got floors, you've got walls, you've got a surface, you've got a bed. <laughs> got you've a got floor, a door, you've got, got a bed. gym. <laughs> Fucking seriously, you could fuck anyone anywhere. <laughs> like you're going to discourage people having sex. <laughs> That's it. Are you serious? Also... <laughs> Got a rubber, got a lamp. Yeah, <laughs> it's all, all the DIY. You got a door that is functional. <laughs> you got privacy. <laughs> I, but the other thing I would just I had in my mind just this amazing idea of just this big hammer throwing guy who's like 120 kilos rocking up to the fucking lightweight class of judo and it just being like <laughs> yeah. couldn't help but notice you were 70 kilos. <laughs> And, and realistically, I cannot wait for the first reported instance of uh, someone breaking these beds because, because that's what we live for, yeah. is for the, the point at which what is supposed to be a sustainability me uh, measure but really does come across as Japan being the tightest fucks going, yeah. making cardboard beds and then being like, hey... Uh, we're going to pretend that this is us trying to uh, use recycled material because we're environmental, but in fact, we're just tight AF. Don't fuck in these. They'll break. But, They're made of cardboard. But here's my thing, right? Being a bit of a tight ass at times myself, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the worst idea in defense of the Japanese. It's just like, these are people that are going to be here. Uh, like, you know, 
we, the, the people are only going to be there for two weeks. You're never going to use them again. Why would you give them a full-blown bed? This is not the fucking Hilton. <laughs> Sleep in your fucking cardboard bed. <laughs> Don't fuck. Don't piss the bed, certainly. <laughs> Wake up in a crumpled mess <laughs> on the floor. That's what I'm thinking. Anyone that profusely sweats is going to end up <laughs> in a fucking ball on the ground. But not only that, but you mentioned the Hilton. If you have trained for five years for the Olympics and the entire thing is that you're going, great, I'm just really looking forward to uh, getting a couple of good nights of sleep um, and you know what, I would like to be treated kind of nice as one of the best athletes on the planet <laughs> and you rock up and the brochure has suggested you'll be in high-class digs and you get a cardboard bed. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing has ever been more one star than a bed that if you spill a glass of water on it, you're going to sleep on the fucking granite. But here's the thing. like The Japanese in response to that would surely be like, cool, you got any problems? Here's our complaint department. This is a picture of a dumpster. (laughs) It's it's a picture. Fuck off. You're here for two weeks. (laughs) Didn't you hear? We've got a fucking typhoon on the way. We got a toilet right off the side of the coast that people are meant to swim in. That's it. They're like, our complaints... We've got bigger <laughs> issues than your fucking cardboard bed. Our you know com- what? We could have given you a fucking tatami mat. That's how we used to fucking do shit back in the day. Yeah, our complaints bin is uh, this toilet typhoon slinging pandemic at everybody. <laughs> it's never <Yeah>. been worse. <laughs> if you've got a problem, uh, yeah, g- give us the complaints. Just give give us a letter and an email uh, to say thanks. We're giving you this free bottle of water <laughs> from <laughs> places unknown. <laughs> it's odor toilet. <laughs> there you go. Oh, mate. Well, <laughs> that is Apocalympics now, which means we turn our attention to the start of the games, the official start, yes. the marathon of television. Yes. <laughs> that is the official opening ceremony of the Tokyo 2020 plus one Olympics, which kicks off tonight at 9pm Australian time. And as is custom... We have put together a drinking game, haven't we? We absolutely have. And for the first time ever, we are going to be live streaming. Audio-wise, we're going to put directions up in our Instagram feeds and on Facebook. And it'll just be a, a one sort of click thing. If you want to listen through your phone or you know listen through your laptop, you'll put it on your TV, you'll press mute, you'll listen to us. We'll get fucking lit <laughs> because... Most of the country, well, half the country at least, is in lockdown. It's fucking Friday night. You can't go anywhere. Why not spend it with two hacks making jokes? (laughs) Well, it's going to be a massive improvement on the Channel 7 coverage. Oh, absolutely. I I mean that with absolutely no respect to Channel 7. Yeah. So let's go from the top of these rules. Yes. Obviously, as always, our minnow focus is all-pervading. It is the the light the way and the truth. Yes. And thus it will be a big part of every single factor in our drinking game. 100%. So the first one that we came up with might also be the last thing that we see before the cold <laughs> embrace of death, <laughs> <laughs> which is one sip every time a minnow nation is pictured. Now this is <laughs> tough. And the reason... The reason <laughs> Rig is we, dying already. The reason, He's coming in low yeah. low and loose into the, a drinking game that can kill you. Yeah, the reason why I bring this up is because at last count, 
and this is sort of, there's a plus minus of about three to four here, but there are approximately 79 countries <laughs> who have never won a medal. Yes. Yeah, that's, so, um, that's 79, which um, at a quick estimate of uh, a sip being, say, 50 mils, um, we're going to say that that is going to end up with four litres of alcohol straight away <laughs> <laughs> across, across the course of a night, which is about 13 beers. <laughs> and we haven't even got to the other rules. <laughs> That's rule rule one. So, uh, again, um, uh, probably... Great, the only great assault <laughs> here, right? <laughs> probably the only good part of lockdown to anybody that is currently under stay-at-home orders uh, and our hearts go out to you. <laughs> we are also in it. Look... When you pass out, you pass out on the couch, which it's is a comfy where place be, to be. <laughs> where you're going to be anyway. And also, there's no RSA at home, as no. we always say. <laughs> as we always say, even outside of lockdown. <laughs> there's no RSA at home at any point. So the second rule that we've gone with is shorts. So <laughs> shorts are... Shorts are... Church is shorts. Sh- well, I mean, shorts are divisive, right? Because... I wear shorts and my pasty pins can blind small children. <laughs> but people are just like, Summer Olympics, guess we gotta wear some shorts. So a lot of a lot of places do do it and you and it's not just Bermuda anymore. <laughs> it's I so any shorts will be a single sip. Yeah. However, shorts with a blazer or uh, the Bermuda formal no, it's Bermuda Casual. Bermuda Casual. Yeah. Sorry, I, I always get them confused. But yeah. Bermuda Formal is a tuxedo and then disappearing forever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bermuda Casual will be two sips. Bermuda Formal and then the entire team disappears into the ether is drink everything in the room. <laughs> uh, we've got the boat shoes tax. <laughs> The Panama tax. The Panama tax. Which is ironic because I feel like there's no tax there's in no Panama. There's no tax in Panama. But uh, yeah. That's it. And, and this is this is not just boat shoes, but uh, this is boat shoes or fedoras. It's the Panama tax. Yeah. So uh, one sip for boat shoes, one sip for Panamas, three sips for boat shoes and Panamas put together. Oh, jeez. Some of those Caribbean nations are going <laughs> to... Really make sure that we don't make it to tomorrow. <laughs> it's important. They are our worst enemies come to life. Then, speaking of Panama's shit hats. Yes. So, this was, we, I was speaking to you off air. This was inspired by my favorite Cards Against Humanity card, which is, which reads simply, a really cool hat. <laughs> but we don't want to see cool hats. No, we're not about cool hats. hats on this show. We're about shit hats. Yeah, and as with all of the rules for this, um, we'll be doing it with you, and thus we will be the judge, jury, and executioner of the rules. So if we tell you it's a shit hat, please feel free to give us some feedback over written form, but the judgment will not change. It's a shit hat, Yeah, and you should already be drinking. <laughs> Our decisions are final. <laughs> it's Judge Judy style. The people are real. The hats are real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one is a favourite from the last time we did a drinking game at a ceremony in the Olympics, and it is, of course, the offensive fluoro. Oh, yes. <laughs> which is just like sometimes designers just pull the trigger in the worst way, <laughs> and they, they take a colour from their national flag and they go, what if we made this a highlighter? <laughs> What if instead of red, yeah. this was hot pink? Yeah. <laughs> what if instead of 
our regular forest green, this is something that looks like a skier in the 80s would wear. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> so, yes, uh, there will be one sip for anything that approaches uh, field day chic. Uh, <laughs> in, in an offensive pastel. Yeah. Then a great one. Oh, this a, is a good. A topical one. Inspired. An important one. People waving to no one because there is no crowd at this game. Zero. Zero crowd tonight. So if you see an athlete wave to anyone, they are foxing the shit out of this. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Do you think that they, like, there'll be a couple of smart asses in there who are waving for bants? Because that's what I would do. <laughs> it's That's great, but we're going to have to drink. So they're... Their comedy will be our loss. Yeah, but do you think people will like do it and then go, oh shit? <laughs> Are you saying that? Do I think that this cast is going to reach the entire Olympic Village between now and 9 p.m. Australian? If anyone has, you know what we should do? We should get in, in touch with Peter Michael, yeah, New good. Zealand Winter Olympian, and get him to give us all the connections there. A big shout out uh, to the fastest mullet in the West, Peter Michael. Um, yep. And also to. Uh, the <laughs> you make it sound like. There's a fastest mullet in the east. There's some <laughs> Korean dude with a better mullet than Peter. Uh, I can guarantee you that's not the case. There is a fastest mullet in the east. It's actually, again, uh, the new sport coming into Brisbane 2032. <laughs> and it's mostly just going to be 11-year-old primary school children. Um, but to the Olympians that, uh, that do listen to this show, because... At every Olympics, we end up uh, having you guys join in droves because the content coming out of your own Olympics is super banal. Yeah. If you would like to fuck with this, do. Yes. We we will 100% get on board with it. If you want to comically wave after hearing this so that you force an entire nation of people listening to a podcast run by hacks, then when you wave, let's just run the old pistol wave. <laughs> Two fingers and the thumb, and just do that. We'll know who you're talking to. We'll understand what you're about. Holy shit, if any athlete does the pistol. If anybody, if any athlete does the pistol, then you are, whatever drink you have in front of you, you top it up to the very, very top. <laughs> I'm talking, you're drinking wine. I want that meniscus at the very top of the glass. Yeah. You're drinking beers. You pop a fresh one. Yeah. And you skull that like it's a boat race and oh. you're fucking stroking the Australian eight home. Absolutely. I want to see those wine glasses like you and the girls after a hard Tuesday. <laughs> Filled to the brim. That's it. The old uh, Palace Cinema's epic pour. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> spilling down the stem. One XL, please. <laughs> oh, that'll be $80. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, so we move on. It is Japan. It's a Tokyo Olympics. Yep. So this one is probably a shoe-in, a mulligan. Almost guaranteed. Will. One sip for anime making any appearance. Yes. Each time it makes an appearance. Yes. Brutal. This is going to be really tough if... There's a large anime portion <laughs> it's, of so, the proceedings. So to be fair, it's per anime segment. It's not a sip per second of anime or, or something. Or like per anime character. Like 
you know, some guy from fucking gun, a, a machine from Gundam <laughs> Wing, and then fucking Goku from Dragon Ball Z <laughs> comes in. Short odds to a beer. Yeah, yeah. So, so that'll be one sip. Uh, followed closely by. I love this one. This was my favorite <laughs> one when I wrote this. A very important one. And the name of the rule is so on the nose. <laughs> It carries a princely three-sip penalty. And I really want you to deliver this with gusto. Three sips in the instance that a wild Pokemon appears. (laughs) That's how I used to read it on Game Boy. It was like a wild fucking Pidgeot appears or whatever. Oh my Pidgey, God. a wild Pidgey appears. You have just had a stroke live on the uh, mic. But, but yes, the, wild we Pokemon. Are, we are almost guaranteed to see a Pikachu. <laughs> so, And we will all pay for it. Absolutely. Then we have uh, our feature athletes. Yes. The three uh, noble men who are uh, carrying the flag for their nations and uh, carrying their country's chances. Yep. So we've got... Lee Zijia, a.k.a. LZJ from Malaysia. Yep, huge fab. Uh, <laughs> Hugues Fabrizio Zango out of uh, Burkina Faso. And we've got, of course, the Peter Taufetafua, the pride of Tonga. Perfect. Which brings us to our final rule. And every time a feature athlete is pictured, you finish oh, your drink. Sorry, yes. Every time a feature athlete is pictured, you finish your drink. And finally, the kingmaker <laughs> or the queenmaker. <laughs> Absolutely. If Peter Taufetafua comes out at these games in traditional Tongan dressed, bare-chested and oiled up... <laughs> Looking like he has just gone for a dip in an entire vat of Vaseline. <laughs> if he looks like he's got a quick dip in a 55-gallon drum of the stuff, <laughs> you finish your drink. That's it. That's oh, no, it. you don't finish your drink. That's a shot. Well, you finish your shot, which you just poured because of Peter. <laughs> so, so you can thank your shots for Peter. <laughs> If anyone else does it, two shots. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did you see some guy from Zimbabwe oiled up and shirtless? Well, I mean, you can add on to that. If any member of The Rock end up on a horse (laughs) oiled up and shirtless, then again, similar to our earlier rules that involve finishing every drink that you have in the house, line them up. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Line them up and knock them back. 100%. So... With that, we the, the the directions are a bit annoying for this, but well, they're in the bio. They're in the they're in the bio of the episode. But what will happen is in the bio of the episode, we'll put a link. You click on that link. Uh, you can either become a uh, you can register to be part of Podbean, which is where we're doing the live audio stream, which will allow you to potentially call in <laughs> to the show and also message us live. If you aren't, God, I'm excited about that. Yeah, if, if if you are getting absolutely trolled, because we, again, we've never seen the opening ceremony. Yeah. We have no idea how this is going to play out. No. But I can tell by just looking at this list of rules that even if all of these only happen once, we're going to be rat shit. Absolutely. However, there are at least 79 minnow nations. So that's four litres straight up. And then the possibility of some serious, serious drinking from then on. So... Please call us. Yeah, absolutely. So follow the link, create an account or don't. You can still uh, access it if you're on desktop. With mobile, I think you have to create an account, but that will allow you to be able to try to call into the show, message us live, which would be great. And also, 
if you want to, we want you to send in and tag us in any of the shit that you're doing at your house. If you're 100%. following along at home, then send us some footage, tag us at Gus and Rig on Instagram, or send us some videos and let us know if you if you want to, if you want us to post it. But we just want to we want people to get right right around it. Absolutely, and uh, that means, my friend, that we are almost at the start line. It has been five long years since Rio. It has been a lifetime since three-on-three basketball <laughs> was considered to be a professional sport. <laughs> <laughs> and it is time to get this fucker on the road. Absolutely. Tokyo 2020 plus one is going to be a games like nobody has ever seen before. And if you would like to get involved financially with the podcast that is going to be following... Only the Minnow News, the greatest of the nations that are holding the underdog hopes alight. How do people do that, mate? People can go through our our sponsorship portal, working title, uh, which is (laughs) gusandrig.biz. Where business lives. Where business lives. If you have a company that you want to spirit, if you if you know if you like badger your boss for some money, you get some uh, cool stuff. We're getting hats are being made right now. Uh, we're, we're getting stuff made. Your patch will end up on our garments. We're going to be doing video content throughout the games. Uh, it's going to be a great time. A lot of exposure there. Obviously, shout-outs um, going out to a lot of people. So, yeah, or, really, or really if, excited for it. Or if, even, if, if, even if you just want to pull together money with your mates uh, or, or whatever, I think the... The lowest tier is is five hundred, five hundred five hundred bucks Australian, which is about nine US dollars. Um, so <laughs> if you're listening to this overseas and you have a uh, a bucks party coming up, a hens party, a work farewell, a bar mitzvah, anything that you can think of that uh, a couple of uh, thirty second natives and getting someone's face on a patch yep. on a tracksuit, not a patch of someone's face on a tracksuit. <laughs> we do not endorse you sending us your physical skin. <laughs> it would be really weird for everyone involved <laughs> and we will be on more of a watch list than we're already on. Yep. But if you want to jump on board, uh, it does not matter. You, a company, a collective of mates, a syndicate, a cartel, <laughs> a triad, <laughs> whatever you want to do, we will push your heroin. Absolutely. We are totally unscrupulous. 100%. We will. Run higher, jump faster, <laughs> do anything to deliver to you, for you, by us, for you. <laughs> uh, the dirty games, get around it. Anyway, uh, if anyone else wants to get in touch with us just generally uh, to send us any piece of content, then yep. they can jump onto our socials, which are... We are on Instagram, at Gus and Rig. Make sure to send all your stuff from tonight's drinking game there or just to keep abreast of everything that we're doing over the course of these games or hit us up, Medallica, all one word, on Facebook. Fantastic, guys. We will be releasing the cast every morning, as is the custom from day one of the games all the way through to the closing ceremony. And that will feature all the segments that you love and you know, like uh, the Minnow Medals. We'll be covering those off tomorrow morning, which is the real medal tally. It takes out... It's the only medal tally. All of those pesky fucking overpaid pretenders who've already won medals, who shouldn't really even still be here, and it shows you a direct reflection of the actual athletes at this Olympics. Which we are all about anyway mate that is all we have time for i've got a pesky bear outside with a wicked curveball that just will not shut up about it and i've got a bunch of roids and a bunch of emails i gotta send to amazon <laughs> See ya. I